0: Like a gale queen. Only three more killing days to Christmas. It was the costume that
1: he was wearing. He was the victim of another Santa murder.
0: Terrible about that poor Santa in Soho. My father's just been murdered. I can't concentrate. He's got some wigs. You can change your appearance. Nobody will ever know. It's a quick 50.
1: You insensitive bastard. So, Santa, did you bring me any presents? I'd love to have you
0: sitting on my... Today's the day he visits Parklands. He goes there once a month. It's a lunatic asylum. Hmm, looks like a gay old queen to me. What possible reason could I have for going around killing Santas? If
1: you want to see my ticks? That's
2: an
0: extra five. For 15, I'll take everything off, and for 50, anything goes. Happy Christmas! Hello, Santa! Santas. Look! Uh, pedal power! Santa, so uh, you're drunk! Quick! quick get on, in. Come, get on. Him. come on, come yeah. on! i don't think we're a couple of gays his eyes they they seem to
3: smile smile don't forget to smile happy christmas
0: i hate Christmas. christmas merry christmas This is Lara Park-Lincoln from Friday the 13th, Part 7, and you're listening to The Hysteria Continues.
1: And indeed you are. Welcome back to Episode 153, and it's that time of year again when we're all thankful that this isn't a video Skype uh, uh, podcast where we might catch a glimpse of Eric's jingle balls. Um, thankfully mm. that won't be happening this time but uh yes we are going to say don't open till christmas um and uh, we are we're at the mercy of the new Skype by the way we've just Skype's a some major upgrade and we're all it's all gone to cock isn't it rather so we are hoping it will be a smooth ride but as you know it probably won't be because we've got one of Joseph Joseph's quiz is a festive quiz coming up later um and uh yeah well um, wishing you all a merry Christmas and a happy new year, and hope if you're dressed as Santa Claus, you don't get your dick cut off. So, talking of um, well, I don't know, Santa Claus with no dicks. Um, how are you, Eric? Hey, I have quite a big one. Mm-hmm. What uh, Santa outfit? What You knew exactly what I meant. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, actually, Eric, Eric, we've been we've been sharing. Well, we haven't. We've been trying <laughs> to hook up online, haven't we? We have. We've both been playing the Friday the 13th game, although you're on uh, PS4,
3: I'm on Xbox, so we can't actually play with each other. It's like Romeo and Juliet,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But um, have you been enjoying it? We've, we've been exchanging.
3: I've been, I, yeah. yeah, I've been enjoying it, but I, I'm still no better at it than I was on day one. Um, and I find it very frustrating because other counselors keep trying to attack me. Um, which apparently isn't, it's a, uh, I've checked online, it's a, it's a sort of worldwide problem with uh, Friday the 13th is trolls going on and try, just trying to kill everyone, where the idea of the game is for all the counselors to sort of band together to kill Jason. Hmm. Some people are just going in the opposite direction and it's very annoying.
1: Well, I can guess it's better for people to be kind of serial killers online than in real life, isn't it? But uh, yes, it does rather sure. go against the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 um, the aim of the game I thought but uh yeah I've been enjoying uh it although I'm really rubbish Jason um and I keep on getting beaten up by the counsellors yes which rather (laughs) goes wouldn't make a very good uh,
3: one of the good things about it though is that if you die early on in the game you have the option then to watch you know you can flick between the other counsellors and watch what they're doing so it's kind of like almost like watching the movie depending on how much action there is going on so it can be quite fun doing
1: that I know, well I, there was one the other night where I was watching um, and I sent you a message saying oh, there was, 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 was only three of us in the game so it was me got killed uh, about five seconds in and this other player up against Jason running around the Jarvis house and um, she was, well I don't know it was a female counsellor but she was being chased by Jason it was real cat and mouse it was it was really like watching a slash movie and I excitedly sent, my, sent you a message saying how exciting it was Watching the counselor being killed. Um, but I sent that to my sister instead by accident. <laughs> <laughs> and she got back, came back with a question mark. So I had to explain myself anyway. Yes. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But you guys, um, and Joseph and Nathan, Merry Christmas are coming up soon. I hope you guys, how are you guys doing? How are you, Joseph? I'm
4: simply having a wonderful Christmas time.
1: Ollie. That's an awesome tune. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm glad. And, um, are you you full of the um I don't know if you are you kind of enjoying like the smoky um fire or sort of you know you know nah uh, it's it's over Nathan? a thousand miles away from us so i well, think we're okay well i was thinking about Nathan cuz enjoying us you know the smoky he enjoys the smoky um fire. Does, does, uh, <laughs> fire fire fire
2: <laughs> i might just say and may i just say to all of you fleece navi blah
1: fleece navi blah
2: is yeah, it? that song You know,
1: the the Spanish song Feliz blah, blah. Yeah, Feliz Navidad Yeah, well, it's Feliz Blabby blab, really Okay Was that uh, Jan Terry's uh, <laughs> Epic Christmas song Which um, we don't need this time Because we have the wonderful Carolyn Monroe. Although I was torn I We're playing out with um, uh, The wonderful Car- Warrior of Love By Carolyn yep. Monroe, which we did cover I think well we used before in one of our top 3s i'm sure but oh, then right but i do remember i don't know we we we'll talk about the film shortly but um there's uh the on the Maca- Maca- mondo macabro um dvd release of this a few years back there was a 52 minute making of um which um featured um another song wasn't it i kind of i can't remember how it goes now but it's something like i want to i just want to chop people up or something I don't remember. I was watching that documentary during the week. I don't remember seeing, hearing that song. It was when in the, uh, it was in the beginning when it was kind of like a funk song, and it's something like "I really feel like murdering people tonight" or something like that. What? And it's Carolyn Monroe singing it. No, no, no. It's just over, oh, it was oh. over the opening montage of the uh, the wax oh, museum. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, anyway, well, we'll be coming on to Carolyn Monroe and uh, all the other. <laughs> <laughs> Justin would like to, or Joseph would like to. I mean, yes. um, um, and all the different people playing Santa and the interesting history that this film has, which is is quite um, uh, a car crash of a movie in lots of different ways. Um, not least of all, even it's probably the only slasher movie or I don't know if it's the only slasher movie that two two cast members committed suicide um, after making it. But uh, which seems to be actually a common thread, doesn't it, rather with slash movies. But anyway, uh, we'll move on to those macabre. um, How dark. How dark, I know, and at Christmas as well. It's like gremlins. Um, So, uh, well, let's talk about what we've been watching before we go into that. So, Joseph, what have you been watching recently? Not a goddamn thing this week, Justin. No. Not
4: one damn thing. Though I did read The Disaster Artist, um, the book, uh basically prepping for the movie which opens tomorrow here um our good friend johnny krug sent me a copy and i it's a page turner i i loved it eric was right um gives you real insight into the the demented mind of tommy wiseau uh, it's just a, a very very good book and i can't wait to see the movie tomorrow
1: excellent i saw the room for the very first time <gasps> um, oh you did and and yeah no i kind of uh, yeah it was it i kind of guess it's one of those things that have been built up so much that i think it probably will like a fine wine it will it will get better on repeat viewings um there were bits of it which i thought were astoundingly um odd and funny and strange but there was an awful lot of sweaty kind of you know soft core fumblings which did test the patience i must admit mm-hmm. um But uh, yeah, no, it was a kind of, it was a, it's the kind of film that I wish I'd knew nothing about. It's a bit like when I first saw, when I first watched Troll 2 and then before the internet, pretty much, well not before the internet, but certainly before it became like the, we talked about this before it became it's called cool celebrity and such a celebrated bad movie that I kind of discovered it and actually got friends around to watch it before everything had taken off. So I kind of, because I'd, it's almost, I've been scared to watch The Room, partly because I was just kind of, I don't know, I just thought it, it would be a letdown after, after, you know, eventually seeing it. And it, it kind of was and it wasn't. So it's a film that I'm kind of looking forward to going back to, but I'm really interested in seeing the disaster artist and, and maybe reading the book. So now I, I'm, I'm glad my cherry has been popped, put it that way. so yes the uh the book is a definite page turner i
4: finished it in you know a couple of hours actually and it's a almost a 300 page book so
1: cool excellent okay well um have you you seen the disaster artist i think you talked about it last time eric didn't you all
3: i hadn't seen it a lot in the last podcast but oh. i did i saw it last week and okay. it i thought it was brilliant um the, as joseph was saying the book is 300 pages and the film has to condense that down into a I think it's about 95 to 100 minute movie so there's loads of stuff is is skimmed over as and stuff is dropped completely from like there's a quite important character in the book there was an original a different actor playing Mark originally and he's treated kind of despicably by Tommy Wiseau on set and his character is dropped completely from the film but the film is a laugh riot from start to finish it's you know it's completely brilliant Um james franco's is, is terrific in it uh there are moments in it where tommy was always really really likable uh and then there's times where he's you know he's acting up on stage and you want you you kind of hate him but by the by the end of it you want to just climb into the screen and give him a big hug and reassure him that everything's going to be okay because because it's that kind of feel-good movie i really like this uh i'm so i'm hoping that nathan and joseph like it too because i've kind of built it up for them now
1: Excellent. Okay. Well, that sounds. Um, yeah, I'm going to catch catch up with that soon. So, uh, thank you, uh, Joseph. Anything else?
4: No. Um, I've been preparing this quiz for the last. You know, I, I spent 20 minutes on this quiz, so I didn't really have time to watch any <laughs> movies
1: this week. Oh gosh, it's going to be all right. It's be... <laughs>
4: yeah, I'm. Um, I am out of retirement just for this quiz, just for the holidays. So, uh, Nathan will have to take care of the rest of the quizzes. But
1: oh, guys I'm will... totally fine with that. Yeah, I hope you guys will enjoy this one though. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you very much, um, Nathan. Have you been watching Cheech and Chong movies? No,
2: but I've watched a lot of stuff. Okay. That's
1: exciting, isn't it?
2: Um. <laughs> so I watched Stranger Things. I watched the second season, even though you know I know Eric's not a fan and Joseph, he didn't like the second season or he just kind of was over it. But I, I kind of started feeling no, I, that way.
4: Uh... No, sorry. I, I watched the first episode, and I just couldn't force myself to get back into it. So All right. anyway. Um,
2: like I was – it took a few more – it took a few episodes for me to really like get into it, but I finally did, and um, I started liking the show by the end. So uh, I was – I started really getting into uh, what was going on on screen. So it was It was entertaining. Hmm.
1: Well, it's, it's very insane, isn't it? It's just not it's, – it's very derivative. But...
4: Are you talking about the show or the second season in general? Like, I mean
2: – What, me or um, Nathan? You... Well, I mean, I would say der- derivative probably would fit the whole show in general.
1: Mm.
4: But, no, I, mean, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't I mind that. You really, you really enjoyed the show, but I, I thought – were you talking about you, you didn't really get into it until the second season or you didn't really get into it till the end of the first season?
2: No, like, what uh, it was for me is, like, the first few episodes didn't do anything for me, the first season of Stranger Things, but then I started really liking it as it went along. It just took a little bit longer for me to get really invested in the show, whereas most people would tell me, oh, I was invested after the first episode, but for me, it took a lot longer.
1: Sorry, I just took a bit, big gulp of Shiraz then. so um, um, <laughs> <laughs> I stopped talking too early. You did, you did. So uh, um, um, anything else, Nathan?
2: Yes, I also watched um, a new, it's, I would probably, I mean, I thought it was going to be more of like a horror film, like the Belko experiment, but it's kind of probably more on the action movie level. It's called Mayhem. And I found the plot interesting enough to make me want to watch the movie. It's basically there's some virus that uh, basically makes you act out all your base instincts, like impulses. Like if there's somebody you don't like and you want to punch them, but of course, normally we wouldn't do that in society. Um, If you got infected with this virus, you would just do it without thinking about it. So um, this whole office building gets infected with it and so everybody's like you know beating each other up or having sex on desks basically doing you know exactly what they want to do that day um but some people want to kill so that's kind of where the i thought the horror element would come in but it does play out more like a an action movie but very over the top but i thought it was a lot of fun was that
4: the one with uh the dude uh from the walking dead yeah the the
1: asian guy yeah yeah, but I wanted to check that movie out. But, uh, it's entertaining. Comments, but... did will you yeah, talk about? T- I'm not being funny, but didn't you talk about that last episode? I'm sure you've tol- told us about that, but I can't remember. Maybe it's on private messenger. I don't remember. Okay. No, no someone
4: someone mentioned the Belko experiment on the last episode, I believe, so you might be getting Yeah, that was you, Justin.
1: Yeah, no, no, but I was thinking, I'm sure I'd spoken to somebody about this. I don't one think so, with...
2: because um, I just watched it, like, this week. Maybe it's just
1: Deja Vu, and that's French. Yeah, how...
3: Yeah, how dare you tease me about Blood and Black Lace now?
1: <laughs> it's an alternative reality. Maybe it is some kind of uh, <clears throat> parallel universe where we're on a completely different podcast, <laughs> except on the same one, that's, that, and that's French. So, um, And the thing is, like, in this world, um,
2: because it's a virus, they basically can't be held accountable for anything they do. So it's almost kind of like The Purge in that way to me. Because even murder, they can't be held accountable for
1: it. Okay. Well, that sounds good. That yeah. Sounds good. So, well, thank you, Nathan. Anything else? Because obviously, don't want any yeah. Chris, Christmas rhubarb. Yes, because I've got two more. Okay.
2: Um. Uh. I, I watched a Christmas movie because you know Christmas is coming up. So I watched a new one called Mercy Christmas, and um, the plot is it's kind of like a. Um, a guy with no friends he's kind of dumped on constantly he's got no friends or family so he's very lonely so he gets invited by this uh woman to um her family's uh, christmas dinner but her family's a group of cannibals and they want to kill and eat him along with a few other people they've kidnapped in the basement so that's that's pretty much how what the movie's about but to me i thought they did a really good job of balancing horror and comedy in the movie because the comedy scenes aren't like slapsticky stupid uh well towards the end i guess they kind of are but for the most part i didn't think they were um but in any case it's just i don't know i just thought it was a lot of fun it it was very entertaining i wasn't bored at all during it so thumbs up cool
1: okay i haven't seen that one either Are these all on Netflix?
2: Um, Let's see. Stranger Things is. Hmm. Mayhem, I saw on Voodoo. And Mercy Christmas, I saw on Voodoo. So, no, I don't think they're on Netflix. Okay. And last, I saw one that I quite enjoyed called Pitchfork. Oh, no. And. (laughs) Well, I mean I, I, I it's not like Halloween or anything, but I thought it was just as much fun as like Terror at Ten for me oh, or Last Slumber Party. Oh, dear. I think it's I well, think there's
4: a recommendation. <laughs> Justin had the
2: same reaction, I think. <laughs> I think that, that, <laughs> Justin, can we
1: quote you on the box for this saying just as good as Terror at Ten I think you can. That's damning with faint praise, I think, is that mm. what that's called. Um Yes. Did we talk about that? Did I talk about that last time? I again, I can't remember. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. You said you didn't like it. Well, I, it, I well, I said it was kind of it was odd. It was not film.
2: Yeah, it it was odd. I thought it was interesting the the storyline of you know the the gay guy coming home to see his family because he's very estranged from his dad and all that kind of stuff. But to me, they don't really go anywhere with it. I mean, we know that's the reason, but, I mean, it doesn't really go anywhere. That story, to me, didn't. Mm. But, I mean, overall, I think it was entertaining. There was a lot of kills, a lot of stupid characters doing stupid
1: things. I think we thought, the one thing I forgot to mention, I think last time we talked about it, was the, the way that, because um, the killer's got the dog mask or the dog face mask on, and um, he kind of, at one point, when the characters tries to get him to sit, or, sort of, um, <laughs> yeah,
2: she, she's trying to get him, she's treating him like a dog and mm. hoping that that'll
1: work. Mm. Mm. Well, it worked on Mrs. Voorhees, didn't it? With uh, Amy Steele, so who knows? Oh, yeah, well, until she moved out of the way, she should have
2: stood in the same spot, but I digress. Mm.
3: That's uh, actually in the Friday the 13th game, you can actually find Mrs. Voorhees' sweater and put it on, and then if you meet Jason. You can um, pretend you're
1: Mrs Voorhees to distract him and escape. Yeah. Well, I, t- I said it, you you haven't found that yet, have you? No, I still haven't found the cabin where. Yeah. No, I found I've done it done it once, put on, and then I said I got Jason to stop, and then he chopped my head off. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did he chop your head off if that makes him stop? Well, I think because you go through and you have to say something to him and you, there's a whole different load of things you can say to him, like, you know, mommy's angry of you, or mommy's very pleased with you, Jason, or put down the machete, Jason. But I think if unless you're pressing, because I'm just pressing every button that's on there because I don't know what I'm doing. So I think I kind of just, I just, um, I think he twigged that I wasn't really um, mommy. I I panic every time. I Like I lose
3: the ability to aim the, the rifle whenever Jason's around because I just panic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want this game. It sounds so much fun. Well, the funny, the funny, what the funniest thing about it is that you kind of um, there's all the people with the mics, so you can sort of uh, you can hear them, and they're all. I mean, I swear, some of them are so so young, you can hear the embryonic fluid pumping. it's, kind of, <laughs> but it's you know, they're like ten years old. Some them are all kind of like, you know, it's um yeah. But uh, there are kind of those are people, um, Andrew Beale, uh who's um. Who's a, a friend of the show, and he, he invited me to a private match. So, um, so we were going. But you can wear, you can get all these these kind of things. Like you can like pay a little bit extra, so you can dance, um, yeah. or you can get all these different kind of costumes, and so you can run around in like um, speedos or dress as a wrestler or or all sorts of different things. It's quite um, yeah, it's very entertaining. But anyway, back sorry back to back to you, Nathan. I I oh, I'm, right I'm you.
2: done. It's just pitchfork. I would probably I would
1: probably give it a 6.5 out of 10. Well, oh I, don't, I don't think they're going to be making a pitchfork game, are they? Anytime soon.
2: No, but that would be fun, you know, because I think pitchforks are a good murder weapon
1: hmm.
2: in a slasher movie.
1: Well, I like the fact that he's got a pitchfork is attached to his hand, isn't it? Or well, his hand is a pitchfork. But it's, And it
2: really doesn't look sharp at all to no, me. It, it kind of looked
1: a little phony. It looks like it's made out of rubber, like those fingers. Yeah. They, they wave at baseball games, the giant fingers. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Nathan. Um, Eric, how about you?
0: Well,
3: apart from the disaster artist, I haven't really watched a huge amount. I watched the Dirty Dancing TV movie remake from 2017. And what is that like? Oh, how was it? It's weird because it takes itself very seriously and tries to be not cheesy. And so Baby Sister who's so wonderfully ditzy and can't sing in the original, suddenly is not ditzy and is very sensible and can sing perfectly, like Taylor Swift or something.
0: Oh,
3: I don't like that at all. And her parents have marital problems and he gets to see them have sex later in the film.
0: Oh. Yeah,
3: I know, so. Oh, and Abigail Breslin, she's playing an 18-year-old and I know she's in her 20s, but she looks about 14, which makes it all very weird. Hmm. But, yeah, no, um, horror, oh, horror-wise, I've watched, uh, I bought the Paul Nash- Nashi Collection 2 from uh, Scream Factory, so I've been watching some of them, and probably the most slashery one is there's a Jalo on it, uh, a dragonfly for each corpse, which oh, uh, I, I like, quite
1: like. I love that one. I love yeah. It. Is that the one that's got the, um, the, the woman in the, who's um, in a coffin when she's doing an erotic dance around a coffin? Or is she in a coffin? Um, I am thinking a different one. No, yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. Carla mm. oh, Bonaschi d- in it though. But it's got Erica Blunt, doesn't she? Finds a severed yes. head in a in a hat box. Or in she a does, birthday yeah, birthday just like box. in Seven, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. That was the inspiration. But I thought there was one where she's doing erotic dance around a coffin, and, and then, then she gets murdered. that was when I nipped out to get a, a, a tap up my Pepsi Max. Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. I did write a review for it of Hysteria Lives a while back, so uh, uh, it's a good print.
3: Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty good. Like uh, a couple of them. Are, there's five films, in it and two of them are full screen transfers, and uh, the other three are widescreen. Uh, so I can't remember. Is uh, the box is just out of reach, so I can't see. But um, I do remember being impressed with the print quality. just two of them are full screen prints. That's all. So
1: okay, cool. Okay, well, thank you. Is there anything else? Uh, no, that's it for me. Okay. Well, the the other for me, the other classic I caught up apart from The Room was Kathy's uh, Curse. Which is um, a film that I've always kind of been quite interested in watching. It's a Canadian, sort of. Um, I kind of guess it's kind of an would it be an Omen ripoff? Um, but can kind I of guess Omen Exorcist type? It's kind of one of the, the yeah. child, child possession movies of the 1970s. It's from 1977, um, and it is a kind of a very bizarre movie. A bit overlong, but it's got some beautifully bad acting in it. And it's kind of I saw one review and it said it's a bit like kind of Am dram meets The Exorcist uh, and um, like any kind of bad movie, it kind of takes itself quite seriously and that it kind of works really well. And it, in its own kind of um, uh, sort of uh, limitations, it actually works quite, quite well and it's very funny in places. Um, and long story short, it's, uh, it's um, a little girl is um, possessed by, uh, I'm trying to work out who she was. She was the sister of her father, I think. Um, who when he they moved back to the house where she died in a car crash with her father? And when the little girl moves in, his daughter's possessed by Kathy, who basically makes her say swear words um, and go up to people and say "you female cow" and things like mm-hmm. that, or sort of very strange things. But there's a fantastic. There's a, if you look on YouTube, the the best scene is the the séance where they have this kind of uh, nosy neighbor comes round. Um, and just suddenly says I'm psychic and decides to hold a séance in the house, and then all hell breaks well. Relative, all hell breaks loose, um, and uh, Kathy stabs one of the neighbors' children in the in the uh, next under the eye with a sharp pointy thing, um, and everything just goes starts well. It all, all goes very bizarre. Um, And even though this woman's daughter has just been stabbed uh, under the eye and she's bleeding, um, she can't help but be polite and thank them for the coffee when she leaves, um, which was just – you have to watch it. It's very funny. But uh, this is one that you've all seen, isn't it, I think? Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: I really like this.
1: Mm. Oh, I
2: loved it. Who did you think was a bad actor in it, Justin? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite a lot to choose from.
1: I love, the, I love the fact when they come back and the father says, oh, I haven't been here for years and blah, blah, blah. And he gets on going, walking around the house and spends about 10 minutes going, oh, oh, this couch. Oh, this is where daddy sat. Oh, oh, this chaise lounge. This is where mummy reclined. And he went, oh, I wonder, I wonder. Oh, yes, here it is. And there's this naked figurine of this woman um, on there. And he sort of says, oh, he says, this is my best friend when I was four years old. And Just things like that. It's just like great little touches, but...
3: Uh, I like that scene where the old man is sitting at the table for like about 25 minutes and snakes and stuff crawl all over him. Well, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it, seems, it seems to go on forever.
1: Well, I, I, and I love the fact that the father goes away and uh, the mother's kind of constantly having a nervous breakdown. Um, and the father goes away and leaves the little girl with the handyman, who's clearly a terrible alcoholic. Um, uh, and then Kathy just keeps on feeding him alcohol, which you know, must be an awful thing. Um but yeah, so that, that was yeah. <laughs> that was that was fun. The other film I can't remember did I mention? I know we talked about it on um, Private Messenger, but um, was uh, the Honeymoon from Hell, aka Legend of Alice Flag, which was directed by our friend or friend of the show Jake Helgren. I don't think I mentioned it last time. But no, me I, I don't I, think so. now no, but it's um, it's on Netflix in the UK. It's under the uh, the UK title is Honeymoon from Hell uh and um jake who's um he was a big you know he's one of the first people contact me for hysteria lives way back w- when and he, now he makes movies in hollywood uh and he's he did um varsity blood and the other one which name escapes me and he'll kill me bloody again. homecoming bloody homecoming two kind of 80s um slasher uh sort of um throwbacks very entertaining uh and this one has a kind of bit of a slasher thing going on in it um, but it's uh, it's kind of uh, it's a young couple go on a honeymoon to this place where there's this storms constantly. It seems to be coming forever. Um, it's run by Catherine Hicks from uh, the Child's Play movies, uh, and it's very twisty and turny. And there's this great character in it, um, this kind of blonde bimbo who walks around trying to seduce the main character all the time, and she's constantly drunk. And I did ask Jake if he he modeled her on me but um, he wouldn't say, but I, I took that as a yes. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a great... It's a, I mean, it's really trashy, but in a fun way, very knowing way. It's kind of... Um, and the last kind of 15, 20 minutes, it's... Um, oh, that's right, because there's this kind of... There's a legend, this kind of ghostly figure, Alice Flag, and it's a local urban legend, um, and is the the hotel, motel, well, it's kind of old colonial-style hotel, is it haunted by Alice Flag or something else going on? So it's very Scooby-Doo. Um, but if you've got a love of old school slash movies and kind of eighties fun horror, um, then it, you you'll get the vibe to it. I thought it was very entertaining. So um, and uh, yeah, though, though, have any of you seen that yet? No, 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 nope. no. I'm not sure if it's out on uh, American Netflix, but if it is, or if you only have a chance of seeing it, then definitely worth checking out. So um, what, where did, where did you see it? It's on Netflix UK. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. It's called Honeymoon uh, Honeymoon from Hell in the UK, but it's The Legend of Alice Flag in the States. It's a couple of years old. So, yeah, definitely worth checking out. So, uh, yeah, well, I think that's everything I've been watching um, of note. So, uh, shall we jingle those balls and get on to Don't Open Till Christmas? So, are you going to come in, Eric? My mate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Should we do the quiz first? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh, forgot. Yeah, okay. We could do well. We could do the quiz first or after. Which, what would you like to do, jo- uh, Joseph? It's probably best to do the quiz now before I've had another half a glass of Shiraz Yeah, <laughs> let's do
4: that.
2: Justin, okay. you
1: need to lay off the charades. Charades. <laughs> charades. Well, I've got. Hold on, I've got a quiz jingle here as well. It's not. I couldn't find a Christmas one, but I thought. So, if you want to come in after this. <laughs>
4: Okay, I am hearing an echo, but
1: I'll try to power through it. It's a Christmas echo.
4: (laughs) Yeah, this is the quote-unquote holiday quiz, Eric. Yes, uh, Friday the 13th is not a holiday.
3: You don't actually get the day off when there's a Friday the 13th. It's a
4: quote-unquote, so it has to do more with... It has a lot of holidays, but it has a lot to do with dates and things like that. So basically... um, the first round uh is the synonym round. We had a lot of fun with this in the last uh Christmas episode when we had Amanda Reyes on. Every one of you got the got yours right. So let's see if you can see if you do well this time. Basically, I'll have one or two words uh in place of a word and a title, et cetera. Et cetera. So we'll start with Eric, door number one, two, or three. Well, wow, it has to be big number two, obviously. Okay. First synonym is self. Second synonym is sanguinary. And third synonym is object of affection. My bloody Valentine. That is correct. Woo!
2: I'm glad I didn't get that because I don't know what sanguinary means. Bloody.
4: Oh. Eric has a point. Okay, Justin quiz over (laughs) time's up i win (laughs) door number one or door number three uh number one please okay first synonym gift day and second synonym is
1: malevolence um gift day so well christmas evil that is correct Hmm. Justin gets
2: a point. Woo-hoo! Yeah, it was an easy one.
3: That was so All right.
4: Easy. <laughs> Baby Nathan. Jesus got that and he's dead.
2: <laughs> yes, Joseph. Nathan,
4: I'll take door number left. 3. Yes. Okay, first synonym is saccharin and second syn- synonym is XVI.
2: Um, I'm going to say sweet 16. That is correct. Wow!
4: You all I'm did so well Roman the game. Now you'll know which what dates uh, certain movies are copywritten. Samson's reference. So, going into round two, everyone is tied with one point. Now round two is a special round. Ooh! Because it's the Eric round. Ooh! That no means I mean. only Eric. Only Eric can answer these questions for now. Now let me let me let me let me explain how this works. Eric, you have 3 questions and you get a point for each question you answer correctly. If you answer all 3 correctly, you get double your points. So if for 3 correct answers, you'll get you'll get 6 points. Okay. Now, in the event in the event that you miss every single question, I will pass the questions to Justin and he'll get a chance to answer. And mm-hmm. he will obviously he will obviously get a point for each or double for all 3 if he were to correctly guess all 3. And then if he misses all of your questions, I'll pass to Nathan, et cetera, et cetera. Um if he misses all 3, no one gets any points and we only pass the questions in the event that all questions are answered incorrectly. You got that?
1: Could yes. You, could you repeat that? Okay, Eric. <laughs> Eric,
4: this is your round, and your and your theme this round is holiday, in quotations, fashion and music. Okay. Are you ready, Eric? I'm ready. Okay. Okay, number one. In Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning, mm-hmm. when Violet is dancing to the pseudo-echo song, Roy enters the room, and we see a shot of his bloody hand turning the doorknob. What lyrics do we hear as we see ah, his for bloody hand? fuck's sake.
3: The <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> mystery is taken by
4: surprise. That's my is answer. Is that your final answer? Yeah. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. So we'll move on to the second question. Oh, that's so easy, Eric. Oh, shut up, you! Now... In 1981's graduation day Yes the kid, The kid who gets impaled with the football Slash javelin Is wearing a gaudy football jersey With the number 32 on it What color is that jersey? Is it red? I'm sorry That is incorrect what? Okay third what? and final Third and final question In Halloween 2, the nurse who gets stabbed with the scalpel and lifted off the ground is wearing an emblem on the collar of her uniform. What color is that emblem? Is it green? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh, Eric. Oh, Eric. Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off all you
3: whores. (laughs) (laughs) Big fucking whores.
4: Oh, Eric. I'm, I'm going to pass... I'm going to pass all of these questions to Justin now. So, oh. Justin, question number one.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: In Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning, when Violet is dancing to the pseudo-echo song, Roy enters the room and we see a shot of his bloody hand turning the doorknob. What lyrics do we hear as we see his bloody hand?
1: Um, I have absolutely no idea. So I'm going to say I'm going to quote the, um, the one and only Toya and say it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that's incorrect. Question
4: number 2. Mm-hmm. In graduation day, the kid who gets impaled with the football javelins wearing a gaudy football jersey with the number 32 on it, what color is that jersey?
1: Well, I I don't know, but you're saying it's gaudy, so that suggests a bright color, so I'm going to say yellow. That is correct. Hey, fantastic. Yeah, wow. you've so
3: much time to Google, ass
1: Eric, on. All right.
4: Er- Eric Eric's third and final question, and Nathan, sorry, since Justin got a correct answer, I will not be passing these to you. Um, in the uh, Eric's third question that he missed. In Halloween 2, the nurse who gets stabbed with the scalpel and lifted off the ground, she's wearing an emblem on the collar of her
1: uniform. What color is that emblem? Well, I was thinking about this. Eric said green, but um, if it's the, the ha- Haddonfield um, Memorial Hospital, uh, I'm trying to think if there was a color for that. I... I'm gonna say red. That is correct. Hey, boo! Hey, well, wow, that's a good guess. All right, that was a good guess. Round two. Google. <laughs> two how how would over. I
3: googled that, Eric? How would I you google could, that? You could have typed in "woman wearing clogs and Halloween
1: too, and you could have got a picture up <laughs> well, quite quickly. Ask what her emblem was on her lapel. Yeah. 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 Okay. Round two's over. Justin's in the lead with three,
4: and Eric and Nathan are tied with one. Round three is called It Came From Portugal. Basically, these are the Portuguese titles of three movies, and you have to guess what they are. So we start with Eric in the first round. So, Justin, door number one, two, or three?
1: Uh, Number two, please. Okay. Anniversario Sangrento. Well, it's anniversary of blood, sounds like. I might be wrong. But anniversary of blood, so bloody birthday? That is correct. Yeah. So easy. <laughs> I think it's Why don't just a- sleep with Justin if
3: this is where you're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we knew oh, this we boy. knew this time
4: would come. Yeah. Nathan. Nathan, door number one or door number three? Three. And adversario Macabro. Um Let's see.
2: Um, I don't know. Happy birthday to me.
4: That is correct.
2: <gasps> well done. Thank Nathan. you, Justin. You helped me with that because yeah. when you say when he said anniversary, I'm like, it's got something to do with birthday. That's the only other birthday movie I could think of.
1: Well, Well, right, done. well done, Nathan. You've done very well. <laughs> Thank sure. you. Eric, door
4: number yeah. one. Furious Asombrados. As Sorry? <laughs> furious? 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 How do you spell as that? F-E-R-I-A-S Asombrados. Asombrados. Furious. Friday the thirteenth.
3: That's I not That's not me. Yeah, it is. My Portuguese is great, and I can't understand what you're saying there. Friday the 13th. I'm sorry, that's incorrect.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm going to pass this to Nathan. I think it's Justin. Is it why? Okay, Justin it goes to Justin.
1: Why is that? Yeah, okay, Justin. Well, I don't know. My po- I know my I know a bit of Spanish, but Portuguese. I don't know. Cefarius. M-, M. Say it again, Cefarius. Asombrados, asombrados, very asombrados. Um, I've no idea and sometimes those kind of Portuguese those foreign titles can have actually nothing to do with the American title so I'm going to take a wild stab at the dark and say a final exam no I'm sorry that is incorrect Nathan
2: um, let's see um, I guess uh, I have no idea so I'm just going to say April Fool's Day
4: I'm sorry, that's incorrect. The correct no. answer is Black Christmas.
2: Oh. Oh, okay. oh so. you were saying Farius us." Of course. Sure.
3: Yeah, it would help you sure. to pronounce things properly. How are we supposed to do... <laughs> well,
1: we How all am I could... supposed to answer the question. We all got it wrong, Eric, so... Yeah,
4: yeah,
1: yeah I right. could have got a Going point, in... though.
4: Going into round four, Justin has four, Nathan has two, and Eric has one. Now, round four is the Justin round. Same Mm. rules apply. If you get these incorrect, all three, we pass to Nathan. And then if Nathan gets them all incorrect, we pass to Eric. So they all got questions. Justin, your theme is holiday in quotations. Again, alcoholism. (laughs) Uh So I'll drink to that. Okay. You ready? I am. Yes. In Black Christmas, Mm -hmm. name the very first hiding spot we see for Mrs. Max bourbon
1: um is it in the bathroom in the cistern I'm sorry that's incorrect oh, okay okay question
4: number 2 mm-hmm. in my bloody valentine when <laughs> tj when tj oh, sneezes
3: sorry. sorry i thought i'd muted my microphone i hadn't obviously tj <laughs> you can't put this front put me off <laughs> sorry it wasn't deliberate i was sure i'd used the microphone but my obviously didn't click take properly. that point I cleared off my him. Bro
1: earlier and did the same thing mm-hmm. you take a point off him joseph that's really unfair
3: okay oh fuck there right off
1: okay <laughs> justin yes
4: in my bloody valentine mm-hmm. when tj and axel are playing the harmonicas in the junkyard mm-hmm. just before arguing over sarah axel hands tj a bottle of whiskey how many swigs does TJ take from the bottle before Axel
1: leaves? Oh, for God. That's so... See, Eric, you said it. You had it tough. Um, I would say five. I'm sorry. That's incorrect.
4: Okay, your third and final question. Yeah. In the mu- in the mutilator, a.k.a. fall break. See, it's a date. What does Ed Senior... Oh, it's, it's not really a date. It's more of a season. Well, <laughs> It's got dates in it. <laughs> People go on breaks during fall, so shut up. Oh. You shut up. In this movie, what does Ed Senior do with the whiskey he pours after discovering his his dead wife?
3: I thought you were going to ask how many six packs do they buy. Uh,
4: what does he do? He he he
1: um, doesn't he give it to her.
4: <laughs> yes, he he gives the corpse a sip. So yes, yeah.
1: that's a correct yeah. point. Sorry, I will never be passing those on. you. Yeah, t- take your mind out of the gutter, Eric.
4: Even though you I said, knew the answer to the other two, did you? Yeah, he he gets. Yeah, I he, knew he has thing. to miss. He has to miss every one of them, otherwise I can't pass them.
3: I knew the answer to the other
1: two as well. Okay, oh, yeah. then. me oh. and Eric knew them. Yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty Can pretty you good. tell them how many sips? Let's uh, let's find out. No, say no I'm not going to
4: bother telling you because it's just oh, uh, embarrassing. it was it was um one sip. He took one sip. Yeah, one. Obviously once so, and the, the and the first hiding spot was inside of a book.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Eric, you uh, it's amazing your knowledge of those films is incredible.
2: I know. Hey, well, what was the answer to the uh Friday 13th Part 5 question?
4: Is uh he was a man he was a man, there was a man so cold. No life was in his eyes. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. There we go. Okay, round 5. Justin has 5, Nathan has 2, Eric has 1. Don't worry, Eric. There's still a chance for you to catch You're up. No fucking
0: worries. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Round five is holiday body count. Basically, you tell me how many people die in these quote unquote. Yeah, you get the point. So, uh, Nathan, door number one, two, or three? I'll go with two this time. Okay. How many people die in prom night? prom not everything is all right
2: hmm <laughs> let me think on this because i you know i don't want to forget anybody all right so you got uh robin and to yourself i am being myself i said to yourself why <laughs> it's a joke
1: oh i don't get it Justin's um,
3: typing. Justin I'm not is typing.
1: typing. That's not me. That's Justin. <laughs> Eric, come on. Have some dignity.
2: Oh, you goodness. Dignity. Uh, my mind is so blank. I- I'm just going to take a shot in the dirt and
4: say six people. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Eric, you're incorrect. How <laughs> incorrect is he? he's incorrect that. That. he's
3: uh, incorrect okay it's Robin and there's Chick in the Van uh, Prudy Chick that's not me
2: <laughs> Ace that is correct <laughs> woo <laughs> I think you're in counting your people face, who just... didn't really die who didn't really <laughs> die I think Joseph's counting people that didn't really die. Who didn't die?
4: What does this... Theory... Who didn't die? Um, Alice. She didn't die. What does I neither his...
3: did. The thuggy the guy who got decapitated and his head rolled out onto the catwalk, he didn't die either. Yeah, he's still they were, alive. They were able to reattach it. They froze it.
4: <laughs> put it back he on. He works at Meineke now. He's a How many points change. do I have now? You have two. Woo! Okay, Eric. Yeah. Door number one or door number three? Three, please. How many people die in Friday the 13th, the final chapter? Ooh, that would be quite a lot, I would say. I'm going to say 12. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Justin? Uh, 13? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Nathan? Oh, God. um, 15? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. The correct
2: answer <laughs> is 14. You're oh,
1: hovering.
2: no. Oh, man, and I jumped that one. I just I yeah. thought, no, maybe it's 15. Well, horse
4: feathers. Absolute <laughs> total horse feathers. Okay, Justin. Okay. How many people die in He Knows You're Alone? That has to do with wedding dates,
1: Eric? Yes. Yes, um, He Knows You're Alone. Well, hmm, let's have a think. If uh, uh, this is
3: your criteria, like... My Billy valentine, or
1: sorry, something that
3: doesn't have a date in it. What we're thinking of? Uh, just
4: be thankful that I came out of retirement, and Justin's
1: winning the quiz. Can't you? Yeah, please no. be, please be thankful. Well, I'm thinking those um, the 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 couple. Does it? Can I just ask something? Does it count when it's not real people dying? As in, like movie within a movie? Because do what? Well, He's because...
2: saying if somebody dies like in a movie, because he knows you're alone, they're watching a movie in one scene, well, and a couple count. dies yeah. in that movie. Does yeah. that count, Russell Todd?
4: Yeah. Well, I got the body count from your site, so <laughs> would you uh, count it, Justin? I w- then? probably
1: would have counted it. So it would be the two. Well, two, those two people, the woman in the movie theater. Um, then Tom Hanks doesn't die. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to take guess, a guess at seven. uh that is incorrect Hmm.
4: so i'm gonna pass this to nathan
2: lord uh i'm jumping again none
1: that is correct it was right to jump that time it was well done nathan (laughs) thank you how come you don't say well done to me when i get a point well done nathan to you. <laughs> okay,
4: sixth and final round is the Nathan round. Oh yay! I like Nathan rounds. And your theme, Nathan, is holiday in quotations. Bad movies. It's not. It's not things up his alley, no.
2: Um. <laughs> and Joseph, uh, FYI, Silent Rage is not a holiday, right? Because it's that here, so. just god awful. Well, it takes okay, place on
3: a it takes place on a day of the week, which would fit your criteria.
4: Okay, Nathan. How come you're ignoring me? <laughs> <laughs> because you only got two points. You have to have more than three points for me to acknowledge you. Oh, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> Nathan. Yes. In home, in home Sweet Home, just before Body by Jake strangles the motorist and steals his vehicle, what does the motorist say to Body, Body by Jake?
2: Oh, I don't know. I focused on mistake that whole time. Um, I'm gonna
4: say, "May I help you?" I'm sorry, that is incorrect.
2: Oh, I got the
4: accent right. Okay. Now the second is name the tagline to honeymoon horror. Um, honeymoon horror. Is it till death do us part? That is correct. That means I cannot pass the rest of these to Eric. So sorry, Eric. Nathan, you get a point. I'm not acknowledging you. (laughs) All right, your third and final question, Nathan. In trick or treats, when when the kid ties the string to the door knocker to pull the knock and run prank... What does the lady who answers the door finally end up yelling at the kid out of frustration?
2: Um, I'm going to say, uh, you're a little S-H-I-T.
4: I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Oh. The correct what answer is trick or treat. And oh. the first one in Home Sweet Home was, hey, you want a beer? Oh, that was nice of him to offer Body by Jake a beer. <laughs> yep.
2: Justin, oh, you nice. win the
4: quiz. Yay! Oh, isn't
0: that-
2: well, it's easy to win when you cheat.
1: Yep. What do you mean cheat? I'm cheating. We heard it it's your site.
2: He gets this from, Justin. So you yeah. already know all the answers.
1: Yeah. Hey, I watched
4: I watched a lot of these to get a lot of these little... <laughs> Ooh, did, you, did watch you rewatch Home Sweet Home? I watched
2: the first, just that part. Oh, well, criminy, because I can't wait for us all to cover that in <laughs> November next
3: year. Did you know what? Justin, mm-hmm. your mistake.
4: <clears throat> there, I
1: said it. Justin, you win with five points. Nathan has four, and Eric has two. I would just like to, in my acceptance speech, just to thank Eric for his um, uh, for accepting defeat with such dignity and class. Mm. Like I always do. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, I think hey, you I might have won last it with time. Class. Sorry. I was very I classy. Eric... You were very classy.
4: <laughs> I think Eric time. might have won last year. So. I think yeah. he did, yeah. And Eric, I think... you do you do win a lot of these quizzes. Actually, do. Eric
2: does win a lot of times. Yeah. Mm.
4: So there. I have no but he rubbing just, in. You know he what we need to in- do? He still goes
2: Inga even when he wins. Yeah. Mm. We need to have somebody like Amanda on and, like, come up with a quiz for us. That way like, all four of us can actually compete.
1: Oh, well, that is, that's mm. a good idea. We should get Amanda on mm. that. So if you're listening, Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. But, we'll yeah. see.
4: The problem there is she would she would quizzes on like TV movies, and I would really not get anywhere with yes,
1: that. Yes, I would struggle as well. Yeah. We'd have to no, I feel it. like
2: Amanda would just do like a TV movie round. Yeah. There might be like a, a slasher TV movie round. I think. But I don't think she'd make yeah. the whole thing about TV slasher movies.
1: Hmm. But, um, but she really likes the slasher. Justin. Sorry.
4: I said congratulations on the gold, Justin. Th- thank you. And thank you thank on you. the silver? On you on the silver, Nathan,
1: Eric. Here's a bronze statue for you. I
2: don't want a bronze statue. Mm. I like silver better than gold.
1: But Eric, just remember it's taking part that matters. (sighs) And winning. And coming second. And a distant third. It wasn't distant. So it was only two points behind Nathan. And three points behind you. That's nothing. Yeah, but out of how many five? But anyway, I'd be very embarrassed. But um, but then you know. Well, you should you should have been embarrassed by previous quizzes. Then you must have been mortified. <laughs> yeah, but it's who's, whoever's wearing a crown, as we know, is as they said, paraphrasing prom night. It's um, it's not who you go with; it's who you go home with. And I went home with the crown, Eric. So anyway, I hope it doesn't puncture your skin and make you bleed to death. Okay, anyway, uh, let's move on. While Eric has a little cry in the corner, um, you know, licking his wounds, that's what he calls it. Um, This is the intro, uh, the trailer for Don't Open Till Christmas, and Eric, hopefully, through his sobs, will be able to bring us back in. So here it is. If you're lucky.
0: Present from the people who brought you Friday the 13th. Now comes Don't Open Till Christmas. is loose at Christmas. His target is Santa Claus. No one dressed as Santa Claus is safe. His death toys are a spear, a gun, an open razor, a dagger, or a garrote. Execution by any means. Don't open till Christmas. Some Santa Clauses ignore the warnings. He surely wouldn't attack a woman. Don't open till Christmas with special guest star Carolyn Monroe. Terror drives one Santa Claus into a house of wax. Amidst the wax and plaster, a real body, warm flesh, wet blood. Christmas what possible reason could I have for going around killing Santa's oh none yeah 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 I'm coming to get you so Santa did you bring me any presents I'm I'm not the real one starring Edmund Purdom who knows there are only three more killing days till Christmas (laughs) don't open till christmas if you do you may not see him the new year
3: it's christmas time in london the season of goodwill to all men a time for celebration a time for family a time for presents This year, it's also the time for a masked maniac to be let loose on the streets. His intended victims are chosen at random, but they only have one thing in common. They're all dressed in the flowing white beard and bright red robes of Santa Claus. The killer selects different methods to fulfil his grisly task. One Santa has his throat cut, another is axed to death, a third is held face down in a red hot brazier, a fourth is castrated and left to bleed to death. The police are baffled as the horrific death toll rises. 14 corpses and only three killing days left until Christmas. Don't open till Christmas from the producers of pieces. And there's actually a quote on the front of this, Justin. I don't know if you remember um, from Hysteria Lives on the front of the Mondo Macabro DVD.
1: I do. Yes. Yes. It says enough
3: oddity, sleaziness and mirth inducing badness to tickle the fancy of any 80s slasher aficionado. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I adore this film. Uh, You know, it's all you have to say to me is it's from the producer of pieces and I'm totally on board with it. Um, I had this on a sort of dodgy Dutch VHS bootleg back in the day. Um, because, uh, I'd, one, I'd heard it's from the producer of pieces and two, I'd heard that it was wonderfully trashy. And I think it delivers, you know, everything it promises. Um, it has a lot in common as well with, with Slaughter High. It feels like a mix of Slaughter High with its sort of British angle uh, mixed with pieces with its absurd, you know, silly slasher movie. And of course, Edmund Purdom is in there again. And um, The premise is that a young child is sort of driven slightly mad after seeing uh, Santa being a bit rude, copping off with somebody. Um, I think it was the, the device was also used in Christmas Evil. Um, yeah, he sees one of his parents sort of shagging while stressed as Santa, and uh, he accidentally kills his mo- uh, the Santa dad kills his mother and you know it ends up with him going insane a kind of nightmares and a damaged brain as well there was this kind of theme in early 80s slashers where if you saw one of your parents having sex that you'd grow up to be a serial killer which i suppose is you know you know it would have that effect on anyone um so sex is most definitely equated to evil in these films and then the killer here targets anyone who dresses like santa and he gets down to business fairly quickly we're straight into the killings um we have four murders um couple of them quite gruesome in the first 10 minutes of the film alone and the slayings are quite well executed I thought it tends to focus on the aftermath possibly more than the sort of impacts um, you know like that you'd see in Friday the 13th where you see sort of axes penetrating flesh and that this uh, you know we see the after effects of people's faces burned and uh, there's one Quite dodgy shot of of somebody's sort of eyeball sliding off their face. Um, so it's the silliness of the plot that sort of that raises this above other Santa slashers that were around at the time. Um, you know, a poor, a poor girl witnesses her her father being murdered in the opening scene, uh, and a few days later, her boyfriend is trying to coax her into doing a topless lesbian nude photo shoot for to help out a friend. Um, he says to her, "You could wear a wig. No one, no one would know it was you. It's a quick fifty, and uh, completely oblivious to the fact that she's mourning the death of her father, who not only has he died, but she saw watched him being murdered in a nightclub a few nights earlier." Uh, needless to say, she storms out. She's she's having none of that, um, and her, her loving boyfriend then spends a bit of time with a woman wearing only a pair of panties and a Santa coat. Um, one of the killer's victims. Um, runs away from the the killer through the streets of London in a manner that reminded me very much of Patch McKenzie in Graduation Day when she's doing her um, dramatic run from the killer uh, in the closing stages of Graduation Day, you know, holding her hand up to her forehead like a damsel in distress, um, so in the surprisingly broad daylight but empty streets of London, she still manages to be captured by the killer, which is um, kind of she's kind of like me playing the Friday the 13th game where, uh, you know, I'm kind of hopeless at running away from danger. Um, I love that virtually all of the Santas in the film are drunk. Um, they're all modeled on Justin Kurzweil, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they're they they, they just sort of stagger out of pubs and they're slurring their speech and they look like they're about to to keel over um, I, don't, I don't quite know if that's a, a common British stereotype that if you're going to be playing Santa at Christmas time you need to be sort of this sort of drunken middle-aged man um Carolyn Monroe's cameo is absolutely um superb singing a very eighties song, dressed in very eighties clothes with very big eighties hair. Um it goes on for quite a while, but uh, this was the norm at the time, of course, you know, things like uh, felony and graduation day and all those bands in New Year's Evil, four out of five doctors in house and sorority row. So this is kind of um Carolyn Monroe's uh more or less a promo video for her shoehorned into the middle of the film. and um, I also as I said I love the Britishness of the film, and one of my favourite scenes is where the punks see a santa coming out of a pub and getting on his bicycle and they're all like oi santa pedal faster oh let's get him oi go on santa that's my my uncanny impression of justin as well justin you speak just like that don't you but of course i'm much better spoken eric i'm from surrey (laughs) yeah whatever I'm sure, if you, I'm sure you and your goth friends, if you saw a, a drunken Santa come out, would probably be like, Oi Santa, pedal faster Santa, let's get him, oi! <laughs> Erica, that's going uh, to be your catchphrase. Yeah, mm. that's my new catchphrase. Mm. Um, yeah, so, it, I mean, it's a wonderfully dated slasher. I can't imagine how it would have played back in 1984. Surely people would have gone to it and, and known it was ridiculous. Um, but maybe... They took it seriously. I don't know. Um, it has nudity. It has weird dialogue. It has a musical interlude. Um, it has someone's knob getting chopped off. So it ticks all the boxes for me. Um, and I think it's the film that invented smizing because there's a there's a running theme where the people who sort of escape the clutches of the killer tell the police that, that he had eyes that smile, which reminded me, which is probably where Tyra actually got um, her inspiration for smize, which of course is to smile with your eyes. Mm. Um, so yeah, a big thumbs up for me for "Don't Open Until Christmas." So um, I suppose I will go first to Stupid Quiz Master Joseph Stupid Henson and his stupid quiz, which was stupid and had stupid questions. What do you think, Joseph?
1: Suck it. <laughs> I can't find it to suck it. <laughs> I bet you it's can't. So, it's so <laughs> I small. You, well, I bet it is. Yeah. No, Joseph's. Is. No, yours. Oh, Eric. Really. I can't suck my own. I'm not that bendy. <laughs> or that big, apparently. I am. I'm that
4: bendy Eric. No, I love I. I love don't open till Christmas. I think it's so so laughably bad. It reminded me a lot, like you said, it reminded me of a cross between graduation day, and pieces. Um, Some of some of the most howlingly awful dialogue I've ever heard. I love the. um, My father was just murdered. I'm too distracted. <laughs> and then and at one point the the uh the Scotland Yard inspectors are like, uh, after three murders, and I think three murders does uh, classify something as someone a serial serial killer. And he's like, Do you think we might have a psychopath on our hands? <laughs> but no, um, getting into a little bit of spoilers here, I also like the insinuation that uh um Edmund Purdom and the, uh, actor who played Giles were like brothers separated by like maybe two years when Edmund Purdom is almost old enough to be the guy's father in real life. Uh-huh. Um, basically, uh, as we find out, the killer is the fake reporter Giles and Edmund Purdom as the Scotland Yard inspector is his brother. um, getting the spoilers out of the way. Now, I also like the the final girl who spends most of the mov- most of the last part of the movie running around in a shirt that says titty. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, 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 uh, does, <laughs> she does work in she, a,
3: in a in a place of ill repute though, so ish, yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But I I love that she just constantly wore that shirt. The ending reminded me a bit of um a, a more uh, a sillier version of a uh, Final Exam with the the killer falling to his death. Uh, like like the killer did in uh final yeah. exam in the bell tower uh, i don't know it's just it's just very trashy i love i love i love the idea of um you know all these drunken santas getting like you know killed off one by one, and some of the murders are uh you know, appropriately gory, if not goofy in their with the bad effects. And I was laughing at one point because I was reading, uh, Justin's, uh, body count on this. And it, it, he obviously, when he reviewed this film, he obviously saw the cut version because in his body count, he put woman is strangled. And then like, and then, and then, and then, and then the next shot, she's covered in blood. He's got like a thousand question marks. So it's just the way he, he put it on his, his little body count. I uh, was, was, very amusing, but no. As we see in the uncut version, she's strangled and then stabbed. And it's just you know, like you said, it's It, it reminds me a lot of. It's almost like a. Oh God, I hate to say this, but it's like a a slightly classier, but no less trashier version of pieces. And and the fact that you have Edmund Purdom, uh, you know, president accounted for, you know, gives it that that definite you know pieces feel. Uh, especially you know with the you know detectives trying to solve this you know goofy series of Orders, I don't know. It just you know, it, it, it's just deliriously dumb. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, I was never bored. uh I could you know, I could. This is one I could definitely see you know watching you know during the Christmas holidays. You know, at least once a, you know once a year. There's other other Christmas movies where like I think we we covered uh, to all a good night last year. That's not one I could you know put on during Christmas. Uh, but this something like this is cause it's just so, you know, gloriously trashy. So yeah, thumbs way up for me as well. Excellent. And uh, Eric, just so you know, um, Dick way up too. Cause you know, you had to make fun of my dick size, but I just want you to know my dick is way up your ass.
3: Oh, Blimey. <laughs> blimey O'Reilly. Blimey. <laughs> well, speaking of things, <laughs> think, speaking of things that go up is Nathan. Was this up your alley?
2: <laughs> Very clever, Eric. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, you know I love this movie. I, I will say, though, that amongst the, the cheesy campiness of it, it kind of has a mean streak as well, because I was thinking, I felt bad for the daughter, because, you know, she sees her dad get killed, and then, like you said, like even a couple of days later, her boyfriend's trying to get her to pose topless, and then she just ends up dead. I'm <laughs> like... No, that just really stinks. So I was like, that just, I don't know. I thought that was kind of sad in the movie. I felt bad when she died. I was kind of hoping they wouldn't kill her. But, you know, unfortunately, I guess that's the route they decided to take. Um, I loved the um, uh, Kelly Baker in the movie. She was the woman that was also in Slaughter High. Um, she is the woman in like the peeping booth. Um,. I love the dialogue in the beginning that uh, was played in the intro where she's giving off all the prices um, to the... um, Only five uh, pounds to see her tits. Oh, yeah. No, I was like, that's like really cheap, wasn't it? I thought they would charge more than that. Um, But in any case, uh, let me just say that they really... uh, (laughs) threw me off when he busts through the glass with his hands. Cause I'm like, that's like a peeping booth where she's getting naked for these, uh, you know, g- uh, horny guys. And I'm like, is the glass really that easy to break? I'm like, you know, it, it that should have been reinforced glass. I
1: got to say. I'm glad you're so thinking that was about like- the, about the health and safety of that uh, peeping booth. Nathan.
2: yeah well um, uh, i am i was just uh, i felt because i loved she was my favorite character in the movie and it really uh stunk that you know she was let down by some faulty glass
3: so she's she's basically the final girl then is she kelly yep yeah, pretty much and it's weird because cause
2: i thought the daughter was going to be the final girl yeah
3: which is interesting but but uh, kelly piper is listed in on imdb as being experienced girl so she doesn't even have a character name apparently
2: well, in the movie, I think they say her name is Sherry, so it's weird that in the cast they um, didn't, like,
1: include that name. It's in the, it's in the credits as well. It's, it's Kelly Baker. Uh, you said or Piper. You said Piper, didn't you, Derek? Baker, isn't it's it? Like, oh, sorry, Kelly Baker, yeah. Oh, Eric. Don't remember. But people listen to I don't know. Did do I
3: say Kelly Piper? I'm not sure if I did, but Kelly Piper is the woman from Rawhead Rex and, and Maniac. Oh, I think you were. Well, I think you yeah. see. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but how can people listen to this show and be expected, you know, you know, they're listening for facts and figures. They they expect us to put all their homework in, Eric, and now you've ruined it for us. Not just for <laughs> for yourself, but for us and our listeners. He, Merry Christmas, he Eric, can't thank even, you. If
4: he can't even win a quiz, how's he gonna get a movie right? Well exactly. Gosh. Jo- Justin,
3: mm? you Justin, you are a poo
4: head. <laughs> Joseph, <laughs>
3: you are a poo head also. And Nathan, even though you haven't said anything against me, you're a poo head too.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. i loved the opening sequence to don't open Till christmas and not i mean well the the killing was funny because that woman died from like one stab wound like to her stomach and it's like she died instantly um but i love the credit sequence where the candle's burning down and it reveals a blade and the music that's playing that's one of my favorite opening credit sequences of all
4: time mm. it's kind so of halloween good, two-ish it? yeah mm. so cool I like, like the I, um, I like the end credits where you see all the people's names going up the screen. I thought that was very, very clever the way they did that. <laughs>
2: yeah. But like a lot of movies do that. I'm talking about the beginning <laughs> where there's something <laughs> happening.
4: That's <laughs> the joke. Yeah. What's the joke? <laughs> Never
3: mind. Car- yep. Carry on. Yeah.
2: Carry on Christmasing. Okay. Well. Number uh, number one, how dare you? And number two, um, I give uh, Don't Open Till Christmas a 9 out of 10. It wow. could have got a 10 out of 10, but I felt really bad for the daughter, so I had to strike a point. Oh, and, oh, yeah, I'll save my other thoughts for
1: after the credits. Okay. She probably wasn't dead, though, was she? Because she got, just got strangled a little bit and was covered in beetroot juice.
0: <laughs> so I
1: think she's probably all right. Yeah, but the one dead. version I saw, she got stabbed. No, I know, but I don't, it didn't look very realistic. The, the stage blood. Oh, yeah. Um, Justin, what are your thoughts on Don't Open Till Christmas? Well, I kind of, I kind of, I genuinely got a bit of a love hate relationship with this film. Not that I hate it, but I just think you know, it's um, it's not a good movie, obviously, and that's part of its charm. Um, I love the the setting. I love the Britishness about it. The the eighties is kind of around about the time I would have developed. You know, developing. Um, an interest in a sub-genre, so I'd have loved to, um, uh, you know, have seen you know the film. And I remember the the um, uh, Joseph was mentioning about the review on Hysteria Lives, and I used to have the the old um, UK uh, VHS, um, which was cut by over two two and a half minutes or something. So most of the gore stuff was cut out. So that explains why the confusion. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it kind of reminded me a little bit, almost like a um, not. It, kind of like a sex comedy, those no, sex comedies is the 70s, not that it had loads of sex in it, but it was a kind of like the. Um, uh, it, it was almost, you know, like an American in London when they're at the, the cinema and they're watching that film um, at the cinema, and it was like those 70s British sex comedies where the acting is really bad but really funny. And it was kind of like, felt like that all the way through. And partly, uh, we, we get onto, uh, obviously, it's very, very troubled history. I think it was a complete nightmare shoot, which kind of took kind of two years and about four directors to finish we should talk about in a minute but um but yeah there's lots of bits in it to to kind of love i mean i think you know when this was being made i would have been 13 or 14 so i would have just been just a little bit that age where i started to you know i would have stopped believing in father christmas but uh uh you know you can imagine sort of any kid sort of like a bit younger watching this would have been traumatized for life i would imagine um it's not as um okay as... helen love joy <laughs> no i was gonna say but like i know silent night deadly night got all of the accolades all the all the kind of protests and stuff but i think that um uh don't open to christmas is is bad a taste than um silent night deadly night in so much the you know the you know the it's uh, rather than having a killer santa claus it's the the twist is obviously you've got someone killing santa claus um but the ways they're doing it are like proper sleazy you know you you mentioned about the red hot brazier um but i don't remember a um, a bra in it eric did i say brazier i think you I did i thought you I said did brazier. too yeah brazier Brazi- oh, Well, is that, okay um is that not I the said same brazier. thing <laughs> but was it's a brazier Is that like what you roast chestnuts on must be yeah okay well but, um, yeah, but, you know, they, having sort of Santa's having his knob chopped off in, a, in Harrod's urinal, um, and I don't think for a moment that um, <clears throat> Harrod's, I've never been to Harrod's toilets, but I can't imagine they look quite as grotty as the one where the Santa got his yeah, knob chopped off in. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just things like that were kind of um, great. I like, lo- you know, the casual homophobia, but done in such a kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of way, it certainly wasn't offensive about um, the um, when the... the uh, the female, the nude model goes outside and she's dressed as Santa Claus, which has got this kind of Santa robe on. And um, they see some uh, coppers coming down the street. And the guy, the, um, the, the main character's boyfriend says, Come on, they think we're a couple of gays, um, mm. which I think it was in the beginning, but you sort of, you, you played it. Yeah. Just sort of things, things like that were kind of, um, you know, it, it was kind of, again, it was kind of in the, felt like it was in the, um, the, the, um, Whatsoever, the kind of uh, the feel of those 70s sex comedies, like Robin Asquith or something like that. So it wasn't offensive, but it was kind of cheerfully, cheerfully offensive or cheerfully unpc, I kind of guess. But everything was very much tongue in cheek. Um, I can't believe for a minute that even Edmund Purdom, after doing pieces, would have thought that he was taking that anyone was taking this seriously. And Dick Randall certainly, I'm sure, uh, sure he certainly wasn't. And I think they were looking to capitalise on the, on the. Um, Success of pieces um, and to go one further and I know this film I've actually got a one sheet for it that it obviously did get a cinema release in the states and it's got It's got um, it's it's like a two color it's like a pink and lilac but it's actually got a big red bow on it a big proper You know sort of proper kind of um, Satin or whatever bow or sort of fake satin kind of bow stuck to the stuck to the uh, The front of the poster so, which is really trashy, and I was thinking, I kept th- always kept on thinking, how are they gonna, how would they put that behind glass? But anyway, I digress. Um, it's kind of really disorientated, and it's just kind of everything is just off kilter. Um, uh, it's yeah, it's it's kind of it's not it's not like a maniac or a don't answer the phone or something, where it's a genuinely unsettling, as in it's so sleazy it becomes uncomfortable. It's kind of sleazy, but it's got like it's kind of a, like. Um, uh, seaside postcard sauciness and silliness to it which is quite um, endearing Uh, so it's not a good film by any stretch but it's certainly an entertaining one
3: Mm, i really like it i would rate it higher than uh, silent night deadly night which did we cover that a few years back
4: yes we did yeah and i would agree with you eric because i think silent night deadly night's more I think it takes itself a little you know it takes itself too seriously where this one is just so trashy and yeah, it's just it fun
3: is. has a more yeah. rewatchability factor. Uh Justin there yeah. I sent you a clip there of uh what's the actress's name again uh Belinda Payne Belinda Maine she plays the daughter in the film, and you were mentioning the behind-the-scenes footage that's on the Mondo Macabro DVD. Well, she's interviewed on it, and she's trying to um, very delicately sidestep giving away any spoilers. But uh, in the end of at the end of the interview, she kind of uh, uh, let slip with a major spoiler. If you play that clip,
1: I always find it quite hilarious. Okay, here's uh, Belinda Piper.
0: I'm playing a girl whose father has been um, murdered by. a... F- Somebody, we don't know who, I'm not telling. <laughs> and she goes through various emotions of being frightfully unhappy and she gets murdered at the Oops.
1: <laughs>
3: Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, I always find that very funny. Yeah, and um, her name is Belinda Main, not Belinda Piper. You're so stupid, Justin. I'd
1: be mortified <laughs> if I was as stupid as you. <laughs> well, but that was from the um, as I mentioned. That was from the 52 minute making of, very tongue and cheek mm. making of of the of the movie, um, mm. which um, uh, you you sent me another clip. I will play it, Derek. Just kind of yeah. this is this is a clip that's in it where Dick Randall, the producer who who was. Um, you know one of the men behind pieces and he was also uh he was you know we talked about him before but he went on to do slaughter high um i've heard some real stories about dick randall which i can't repeat on the podcast unfortunately um but he also he did lots of stuff in italy he did like i think um i think it was naked girl in the park or well, some a couple of shallow he did some the french sex murders and also um uh the world wild world of jane mansfield as well so he's and real for your height only for your height only wearing that very short guy as well, james bond like, w- wing wen wing or something wasn't it so yes of, um, that's it you know. yeah so i mean what a character he's going kind of, and he's actually in the movie did you spot him in the movie uh i did i think because
3: actually it's mentioned it, they show him in the behind the scenes where his cameo is but i can't remember well, he's right. At the,
1: he's right at the beginning in the party scene, and that's the other thing I, was, I forgot to mention. When when um, Belinda's uh, character's um, father gets killed on the on the kind of runway, this very very short runway, um, as Santa, and he's kind of speared from behind, as it were. Um, <laughs> and I, I loved I loved the fact that everyone just looked. I was so in, either in shock or everyone just looked as if like um, somebody had dropped a plate of olivons or something on the floor. Because no, nobody yeah. looked particular. Nobody was screaming or anything, were they? It was just like the Santa Claus speared on this runway, and everyone just looked slightly nonplussed by it, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. But uh, yeah, Dick Randall was um, was kind of one. Of, he's kind of if you ever seen a photo or a picture of Dick Randall, he's kind of like he's he's like a sort of I don't know what he kind of what you'd throw him is like almost like a fifties throwback, isn't he? He's quite a sort of big bloke with a moustache and is always chomping on a cigar. He's almost like the comedy. Um, uh, sort of a, kind of a, uh, Orson sort of Welles, Orson Welles, or kind of what you would imagine like a sleazy kind of Forty Second Street producer to be like, because he's in, um, he he plays the the producer in, uh, don't, don't, I'm sorry, um, Slaughter High, doesn't he? Carolyn Munro's Monroe's uh, mm. producer. Um, uh, is he in, is he in Pieces as well? I don't know if he's in Pieces. Actually, I'm not sure. He's in uh, the French sex murders again. As he's kind of like wearing a, a kind of Moroccan hat in the brothel. Uh, with Barbara Boucher. So, um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, he's kind of, um, I kind of lost my train of thought really. But uh, yeah, Dick Randall's got a very interesting character. Um, so, yeah, so that the behind the scenes thing, I was, that's all right, I was going to play this, this clip, which is very, very uh, Dick Randall. Are you Mr.
0: Randall, the producer? Yes. Well, all we can say is, don't open till Christmas. I thought we had the shot without the brass. We have, but you said Steve wouldn't like it. It's not Steve. It's the Santa
3: wouldn't like it. So yeah, was, in that in yeah. that scene that, that where they go don't home until Christmas, it's these two sort of models, and they open their Santa coats to reveal they're just wearing bikinis underneath. Or in the um,
1: in the oh, there's yeah, version. there's another
3: version where they're not wearing bikinis underneath. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, um, I didn't, I couldn't, I I didn't have time to watch the whole 52 minute thing again, but uh, uh, it was. Um, It was, one thing, a question I had was, because I've seen everywhere I've seen, it was saying, because obviously it's a very troubled shoot, and it was saying that it it was shot mostly in August of 1982. And it didn't look like August of 1982 to me in anything, unless August happened to be very chilly in 1982, and I don't remember it. Yeah, and like there's scenes where it looks like it was being filmed around Christmas, because you
3: see sort of decorations in the background, and unless they managed to sort of dress... Shops and that to look like it was Christmas.
1: Which they just wouldn't, uh, have, had the, wouldn't have had the budget, would they? And Dick Randall no, would never so, yeah. have spent the money on that, I don't think. So it's kind of like there's the market scene, isn't there, where the main character yeah. um, and mm-hmm. his girlfriend, they're, play, they're playing a flute and they're busking. And that everyone, everyone's in big overcoats and it would have cost huge amounts of money to sort of fake that you know like a big bustling market of borough market with uh everyone wearing overcoats and woolly hats and stuff so it's, yeah I, I so i there's probably more of a story to say about this film but um should we go into a bit of background do you want to uh, yes let's nathan let's. do you have any background for us
3: no joseph do you have any background for us no Justin do you have any background for us
1: Well I've got yes I have got some bits Um, The um, uh, Dick Randall and Steve Manassian Manassian, um, wanted to repeat the success of pieces and and uh, Steve and he was kind of—I think it was. Am I right in thinking he was one of the backers of the Friday Thirteenth films? Or Friday Yes, 13th? he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was the kind of when they said "brought to you by the people who made Friday 13th, What they're really talking about is the person who put. So one of the people who put the money up. So not any of the talent necessarily. Um, no. Um, uh, Dick Randall had just moved to London after being in Rome for kind of many years. Um, uh, Edmund Purden, who we um, who was in Pieces, who was kind of he was in originally. We've spoken about him before because he was also in um, uh, Absurd, wasn't he? He was the priest in Absurd. Is that right? He is. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was right. So he kind of he he started. He was a big fifties, well not big, but he was a relatively successful fifties matinee idol um, in kind of big biblical epics, <laughs> and he kind of fallen on a hard times. So I kind of guess um, actually in the in the um he said he would only appear in this film after being in pieces if he could direct it (coughs) and um apparently it was a complete disaster and he said that there's a kind of bizarre monologue isn't there in that um 52 minute uh uh, documentary where he says that he had a real interest in horror movies or horror ever since his fourth wife tried to kill him
3: yes by trying to electrocute him in the bath with a hairdryer
1: Yes, um, So, but apparently he was a complete disaster. Well, hell, if he had four wives, he probably deserves to be killed. I mean, if he can't hold on to a
4: wife, he's probably an asshole
1: or something. Yeah. But he was a oh. complete, complete disaster. The other thing in the 52-minute documentary as well is there's, um, um, there's a very lengthy um, uh, kind, of, uh, kind of episode where it shows him directing the peep show scene <coughs> with a completely different actress. Um, yes who's who's not in the movie at all and i felt really sorry for this actress because she was going maybe this will be my big break maybe this acting's really for me and then she does this whole kind of monologue and does all the thing and it looks re- much even cheaper than it actually looks in the, the finished film um and all of that was she was cut and recast with kelly piper um kelly baker um, so stop that <laughs> sorry uh so she was recast so she wasn't in it and also i noticed other things in there as well there was like quite gory throat slashing which isn't in the movie we want to sound to having year throat cut um so which is kind of quite odd um uh let's have a look the i uh, sorry uh, eric did you want to jump in here because i don't want to use, use up all the
3: background uh, well if you want yeah um mm. the the yeah as you say the film had a troubled production history edmund Purdom. Was by all accounts not a talented director, and he was he quit as a director, or he might he was fired. I couldn't get clarification on on what happened, but he was replaced by the writer uh, Derek Ford, who had a track record in directing mainly on these those cheeky nineteen seventies British sex comedies you were mentioning, um, which might be why where it gets that look from. Uh, So he went on to have an uncredited director credit on uh, Blood Tracks as well, believe it or not, yeah. uh, so, and he appears as one of the murdered Santas in the film. Uh, he lasted two days directing um, on Don't Open Until Christmas and he was replaced then by the editor Ray Self uh, and he completed the directing with Alan Birkinshaw, who was the director of Killers Moon, Invaders of the Lost Gold and the 1989 Mask of the Red Death, which I still haven't seen, but you guys say it's quite good. Yeah. Um, he, he came in to rewrite uh, some parts of the script under the alias Al Magooan. So, uh, as you said, the the film had a very protracted shooting history. Uh, The makeup was done by Giuseppe Ferranti, who um, was obviously an Italian effects artist. He'd worked on Nightmare City and, and Cannibal Ferox. And you can kind of see sort of the Italian gore uh, influence in in the effects when you watch them. Um, as you mentioned, there's some deleted scenes that are mentioned in the behind-the-scenes documentary. There's, uh, there's one where uh, Santa gets electrocuted by some Christmas lights and the, the Christmas tree is set on fire. That doesn't appear in the final film. And um, there's another deleted scene involving a Margaret Thatcher impersonator. I don't know if that was shot deliberately just for the behind the scenes documentary or if she was going to be making a guest appearance. Cause um, I think it's the same woman who, um, who did the Margaret Thatcher impersonation for the end of the Bond movie Free Rise Only in 1981. Um, uh, what else do I have here? It was released in De- December the 19th, 1984, um, Uh, about a month after Alan Lake had committed suicide. He is the actor who plays Giles, and he was the um, husband of the late Diana Doors as well. Um, It was released by 21st Century Film Corp, uh, who had also released Scalps and The Slayer. Um, Yes, it was in cinemas about a month after Silent Night, Deadly Night had been released in the States. So as Justin said, I'm surprised it didn't get, you know, picketed or it wasn't suffering. the. Maybe it did. I just don't recall any fuss being made about um, uh, don't hope until Christmas at the time, anyway. Um, the other thing is uh, Carla Monroe, of course, makes her pop video appearance two-thirds of the way through the film. And the film sort of stops for her to perform on stage. She had actually tried to launch a pop career at the time. She'd released a single earlier in 1984 called Pump Me Up, which was uh, produced by Gary Newman. Um, and this was going to well, this was a sort of a follow-up song that she'd co-written um, herself uh, called Warrior of Love. Uh, but I don't think her, her pop career obviously sort of never took off after that. Uh, Belinda Main, not Belinda Piper. Uh, I when I was watching this, I sort of I knew I recognised her face. She's the lead actress in Alien Two on Earth, which is the Italian um Alien cash in. It's, it's probably more in common with something like Contamination, but it's the one where the the, the spelunkers—is that what you call people who go cave exploring? Um, and they discover all these rocks that actually are aliens and it's it's very trashy and i quite i find it quite entertaining um but she went on to success she had a sort of a, a minor role in a few episodes of doctor who and now she does the um the convention circuit for that um i think that's all i have for the moment justin if i can hand it back to you
1: okay well it's just a couple of other minor things was um uh, you, you write about, like, um, Alan Lake uh, uh, shot himself um, uh, sort of in late um, 84. Yeah, it reminded what, me, actually, sorry,
3: of um, the lead actor in Slaughter High who, who mm. you know, met the same fate, which I was know. from the same producers.
1: Which mm. is which is curious, isn't it? But there was also uh, Jerry Sunquist, who played Cliff, who was the boyfriend of Belinda Mayne. Um, he killed himself in 1993 as well oh. so by jumping in front of trains. So it's cheery. So, uh, so a double suicide on this film. Um, the um, Pat Astley, who played Sharon, who was the um, the cheeky uh, nude model, um, was a um, she was quite well known sort of face in sex exploitation movies um, in the um, uh, the nineteen seventies, along with people like um, the, the most famously Mary Millington, who was the Queen of the Blues. Uh, sort of British sex comedies and British sex films. Uh, she um, uh, she was uh, she was also in a film called um, The Playbirds with Alan Lake from 1978, which is a kind of not a proto slasher as such in so much, but it's a, like a, it was from the same year as Halloween. But it's very much a kind of British sex comedy slasher mashup with um, uh, um, women who appeared in The Playbird nudie magazine um, being murdered one by one. And um, the they, police were finding them with, like, their, I think it was lipstick numbers. So every every time someone was killed, like, if there's a fourth one killed, they have number four on their forehead. Um, so she was in that, but she was also uh, played uh, young Mr. Grace's nurse, original nurse in Are You Being Served as well. Um, but she apparently got kicked off that when they found out about her porno past, because apparently she made some hardcore porn as well in the 70s. Um, and this was her last um last film, uh, basically, so uh didn't do much to reinvigorate her career. But um I thought she was a fun she you know, she's a fun character in this movie. Uh so oh uh, Derek Ford, as you mentioned, co-directed Blood Tracks. He also um made uh, a film called called Diversion or Diversions, um, also released as Sex Express in, I think, 1975, and it had, it was a kind of anthology, horror anthology, but with, um, a British one, but with hardcore porn, um, with um, a woman called Heather Dealey, and that had some uh, kind of slasher episodes in there, kind of, um, uh, which there's a review on the um, Hysteria Lives website, so, uh, so, yeah, so all in all, it's kind of um, uh, quite an interesting background to this film. Uh, so uh, yeah I think that's all the background we've got but quite yeah an interesting one I think Mm -hmm. indeed so after the credits yeah let me just uh, let me just play the jingle jangle
2: okay so you guys know what happened at the end of this movie there was an explosion yes yes Mhm.
1: It's very climactic. So,
2: yes, very. So, I'm thinking after this, uh first of all, I think that um Sherry, the experienced girl survived because we didn't see her die. Well, no, I so, think it's
3: obvious she survived, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just don't see the, you know, that they would have killed her off. Um and so I think that she Probably went back to the peeping booth for a while, but I do think eventually she got her degree and lived a very fulfilling life afterwards, hopefully in a house with reinforced glass. (laughs) Um, Double glazing. Yeah, and I want, I truly just want to believe that Edmund uh, Purdom uh, survived the bomb blast and, you know, went back to teaching at that Boston college.
3: Hmm. I think his chair his chair was probably quite damaged. I hope it wasn't an antique. Oh, that would have been bad. Mm. What do you think happened, Eric? Well, I, I'm, I do fear for that chair that he uh, fell off when the uh, bomb went off. So, he survives, obviously, but he goes he goes around to all these antique shops looking for to see if somebody can repair the chair, and because it's a certain vintage, they're like, I'm afraid not. Then he cries, because he's very sad. Because the chair reminded him of this girl he knew called Barbara, who he was in love with. Oh, then Barbara yeah. comes back on the scene and they fall in love and they dance and it turns into a dance movie. It turns into flash dance starring Edmund Purdom and Kelly Piper from Maniac.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, the yeah, end. <laughs> Well, you know, I like the the it's very dramatic you it know, is. versions. Very, you know, heavy on the romance angle. What about you, Justin?
1: Well, I'm just wondering actually, cause I think, um, as I, I, when Edmund Perdons gets blown up or not really blown up, what happens is he, he, there's a, a flash and then he goes in slow motion and falls off a chair and they stuck a bit of, um, what looks like a bit of dog food to the side of his fa- face as he goes over. Um, I'm trying to think, I think he probably would have survived, but now he's hideously, um, uh, kind of, um, mutilated and sort of like horribly disfigured face uh, because obviously that kind of dog food on the side of his face that he would have gone after Kelly Baker and she would have changed her name to Kelly Piper under the um, witness protection scheme uh, yeah. and he would have found her and it, the, the next uh, next Christmas he would, have, uh, he would have tracked her down and he'd be dressed as Santa and he'd be going after So that's what I would so It would be a role reversal. That it would be Santa doing the killing. Part two. Mm-hmm. That could be the part two, the sequel that never was. I
3: wonder if it would do a Silent Night, Deadly Night, and just have tons and tons of footage from part one in it.
1: Which is, as it, a Dick Randall, it probably would. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Saves money.
4: Uh, Joseph. Unfortunately, I don't think he survived. I think <gasps> he was blown. I think he was blown to pieces.
1: <laughs> I'll see what you Clever. Said, uh, is that your clever. joke? Yeah,
4: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Good. Very good. Well, shall we? Shall we go on to joke of the week? Yes, we should. Yeah, come on. You've got to top that, Eric. No problem. I'm good at topping.
0: It's my Joker of the week. It's so so fantastic.
3: Well, as we heard in the behind the scenes information, there the the production on Don't Open Till Christmas was a complete catastrophe. They should have guessed that because it was directed by Edmund Pertum.
2: Oh dear. I love it because I was hoping you would do a joke about her. So I love it.
0: <laughs> there we go. Oh,
1: that was that was pretty I good. It too. That wasn't, <laughs> See? Did you like it as well, it. Justin? I will tell you what, go I'm on. gonna play you this.
0: God, I love
1: cool. that song. Well done. I missed that song. Yeah. Mm. So, right. Well, um, oh, well, I can, I guess um, what we should do is find out Joseph. Do you want to read out some um, uh, feedback from the uh, Facebook group of what other people thought of don't open to Christmas? Sure. Let
4: me actually pull this up here. I actually was okay. laying down on my bed. So now I got to go back to my computer. Hold on.
3: Okay, well, do you want me to read out the bit of feedback I have while you're doing that? Okay, yeah, please do. Sure, go ahead. Okay, this is from Rob Hemsley. Uh, What's shaking, fellas? Just thought I'd better email just to let you know something you would not be aware of. Jason X actually played theatrically in my local cinema which was Real Cineworld in North Wales in 2001. Unfortunately, I've no documentary evidence to support this. You'll just have to take my word on it. I dragged my non-horror loving brother to watch it and we had a wonderful time with all the space knitwear, space murders and space one-liners up there on the silver screen. Apologies for contradicting Mr. Kurzweil, something I would normally not dream of doing. <gasps> Did you, st- you must have said, we must have, or we all said that it didn't get a UK release, I'm assuming
1: well i don't yeah, yeah but very possibly yeah yeah well maybe it just opened in real <laughs> yes well, <laughs> who knows who knows stranger things have happened yeah he also um
3: rob goes on to say, can i also say thank you for another year of fun laughter and slashings my running would be a blander place without your dulcet tones in my ears and in my heart already looking forward to 2018 in your esteemed company lots of love from rob hemsley movie movie producer in, in brackets, thanks to Joseph, I can now call myself this to impress girls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, does it does it work? Hey, um, um, Joseph, Rob. Just
4: the next time, the next time you you're you're popping your old lady, you just tell her to call you Joseph.
0: <laughs> Ooh, oh Joseph, oh Joseph,
4: oh Joseph. What?
0: <laughs> I have to be
4: something on this podcast. I can't, I can't be gay like you three, so I have to be the man whore. <gasps> You could be gay in the happy sense.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
4: Yeah, I guess I could. Yeah.
2: You look like you could be a gay old queen.
4: (laughs) Well, you said
1: Justin was that. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Constantly (laughs) calling him a queen. Eric, Eric, I I think I think we've those old stereotypes need to be retired, don't they? Yeah. Well, you pick on
3: me and call me stereotype things. Like what? like Inga, that's such
1: a stereotype. It's, right. not, it's, it, it's hardly <laughs> a stereotype, stereotype if it's only only you, is it? It's hardly a stereotype. It is a stereotype. I'm going straight to HR with this incident. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Um, yeah. Right, okay. Well, thank you, Rob. Um, so I, I think that's the only other bit of feedback we've got apart from Facebook, isn't
4: it? Yep. So yeah. here we go. Uh, Dave Rendone says... I'd comment, but I'm not supposed to open until Christmas. Anyway, 14 of the most violent and various Santa centric murders on film. Predating Silent Night, Deadly Night just cements this as a lesser known Yuletide chiller. Happy holidays to my favorite family of seasonal slayers from Grandpa Dave. That was Dave Rendone. Justin Kosh says, Been quite a few years since I've watched this. Well,. Uh, I'm sorry. Will it be the saddest movie of the year for Eric? What with all the big burly men getting killed? And was it Eric? Uh, they're, no, because they're not really the big burly men. As well, such. See, I thought you would have liked the guy who got his knob, you know.
3: No, off. no, no, sorry. All
4: right. Andreas Person and Dale says, that's a, that's a very nice name. Uh, he says, while Black Christmas probably is the best and my personal favorite of the Christmas set slashers, don't open till christmas is definitely one of the trashiest and easily my second favorite of the holiday it's a real guilty pleasure with such a sleazy and grimy feel to it carolyn monroe carolyn monroe's musical cameo is a true 80s delight the song is so good and i always love edmund purdom when he appears in these films the movie might be slightly confused and really rough around the edges but i will always love it great choice to cover fellas Let's see, Don Anelli says, One of the more underrated Christmas set slashers. Yeah, it's not Black Christmas or Tales from the Crypt, but it has a lot to like with the great kills, the sleazy atmosphere, and a nice slice of cheese with Carolyn Monroe appearing as a pop star. The plot's a bit messy, but go in with the right mindset, and it's enjoyable enough. Alan Lee Dorg, I think that's Gareth, simply says, I'm sorry, he says, I simply adore this film. I have watched it countless times. The whole film has an air of idiocy about it, as if the whole cast and crew were repeatedly beaten about the head before filming commenced. Characters say stupid things and act in stupid ways. The killings never let up, so you don't have time to get bored. The gore is fun while also inept. Things that should be offensive, like the hero and heroine being afraid they will be mistaken for a couple of gays, in quotations, are too silly to be annoyed by. I also love it when one victim says, where is the key? As if asking the killer, what is she expecting? Uh, love Edmund Purdom too. In fact, I always felt this had a similar atmosphere to pieces in which he also appeared. Has Alan Lake ever been in a film where he didn't eat the scenery for, di- for dinner? Uh, I also wonder how long the killer lurked in the London dungeon off on the off chance that a Santa would be chased into there by a by comedy punks. Finally, I love the. (laughs) Finally, I love the portrayal of of international singing megastar Carolyn Monroe. Was this appearance a genuine attempt to launch a singing career? I wonder as ever, I shall force unsuspecting people to watch this brilliant classic this Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, let's see. Antonio Astris Joseph R. Kiyakovic says, love this movie. And I'm never going to pronounce that name again. <laughs> Lawrence, Ad- Lawrence Adams says, yes, just got the DVD the other day. Uh, David S. Assassino says, I'm the warrior of love. Yes, I am. I'm coming to get you. Adrian Busby says, just watch this one on the Film 2000 DVD. Shame it was pre-cut, but still more more enjoyable than I remembered. I knew I'd seen the detective somewhere before, too, and finally sussed he was in a Hamlet cigar ad. Many great gore moments and a fun Christmas slasher. And finally, our old friend Simon Logan says... Uh, oh, by the way that's simon logan he says we'll try and actually watch this before you record for a change and i think he meant he was going to comment further but he didn't so shame on you simon
3: oi simon pedal faster simon oi
4: <laughs> what's up, simon simon logan
1: oi <laughs> and that's all the feedback i have excellent well thank you everyone who wrote in um and um Here's how to get in touch with the show.
4: The content of this podcast was provided by Justin Kurzweil, Eric Trillfall, Nathan Johnson, and Joseph Henson. If you enjoy our program and are willing and able to provide a donation, please visit us on Patreon and become a content-designated subscriber. That's patreon.com forward slash continues. For non-subscriber PayPal donations and general feedback, our address is the.hysteriacontinues at gmail.com. To listen and interact, simply search for The Hysteria Continues on iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Susie versus Toya Forever.
1: So, yeah, a big thank you out to all our Patreon supporters. Um, we will be releasing... Yes. Mm.
4: Oh, sorry, yes. I was just going to say, just as a reminder, we will mm. be doing a drunk cast and uh, once we hit 100 subscribers we're
1: only 17 away so yeah so if you haven't already subscribed and also um we've got uh our flesh for frankenstein um podcast uh mini podcast coming up which is a little bit longer than usual actually wasn't it? i think it's about 45 minutes so so yeah. you know and um that's right up uh, Nathan's alley as we, Nathan. It was
2: right up Nathan's alley <laughs> It was,
4: it was, i got to agree
2: <laughs> Went with up, this
1: yeah. Went up his alley for 45 minutes <laughs> yeah. mm. So if you want to hear that, um, that spectacular do on want under, then you need to subscribe to Patreon um, uh, our Patreon page um, and you won't regret it, well you might regret it actually, but um, it'll be too late, we'll have your money So um, um, So I think well, what's there to say apart from uh, what is next time? And I believe it's Nathan's yes. pick next time Hmm? Yeah. It's oh, Nathan I don't know. Oh, Nathan, come on.
0: <laughs> oh, for the oh,
1: love come... of Jesus! Weren't you going to pick
4: the one with Amanda Reyes guesting? Oh, okay. Yeah, I will. I will. As long so as that, she can make it so, on for it. Yes, yeah, she said she probably will. So, if that's the case, then our our first pick of the new year would be the Centerfold Girls, which is a listener pick. of Michael Alishan, I believe.
1: Okay well um that one if you if you want to familiarize yourself with it there's a review of that on hysteria Lives. so um uh, uh and uh you should be able to find that film I presume it's out but uh yeah it's um so uh, a great little 70s proto slasher uh okay well thank you for listening and um I hope you all have a very merry little christmas um so anything you'd like to say to our listeners eric what you, your christmas wishes what would you like to say to our listeners peace on earth and goodwill to all men. Oh, that's beautiful. And a PlayStation 4. <laughs> you, you need one so we can play together. I know. I want to play with you, Justin. Do you think you might get one for Christmas? Do you reckon you might? Santa might come down the chimney and empty a sack for you? I can only hope. Okay. I don't have, I don't have a chimney in my apartment. Well, that's, that's even sadder, isn't it? I know. Do you not have chimneys in Ireland? We do. We're not in apartments, though. Okay. Because, you, know, you know, we're modern and stuff. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, who knows? What about you, Nathan? What would you like to say to our listeners? I'd like to say that
2: um, I want to reiterate because I've said this before, but if you're listening to this in the year 3000, please bring us back to life because being dead is unbelievably boring. Okay. All right. So thank you. And uh, goodwill to every person out there.
1: That's that's beautiful. So that's so yeah.
2: beautiful. Oh, no, I'm in mean it. I just I got my tongue my twister uh you yeah know, okay my yeah. words twisted.
1: <laughs> okay. Um anyway we'll just let um while Nathan's having another um hit on that bong. What about you, um Joseph?
4: Well, I every Christmas Eve I watch ten or so Christmas themed movies or T V shows this year. I'm starting with Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, mm-hmm. which I love and everyone else hates. I think it's
3: I'm okay. Watching,
4: it's fun. Yeah, it, it's a it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm watching The Tales from the Crypt and All Through the House. I'm watching Lethal Weapon. I'm watching um, Tales from the Dark Side, Seasons of Belief, both Home Alone Home Alone 1 and 2. I'm watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia's Christmas episode called A Very Sunny Christmas. Finally watching Die Hard, Die Hard Two, and then the Big Granddaddy of Them All, Black Christmas. So I'm really looking forward to that on Christmas Eve.
2: Fantastic. I didn't hear Old Federal Massacre Part Three, Bloody Christmas in that list. <laughs>
4: oh, is that a was that a Christmas movie? Yeah. Because
2: Pens- there's lights
4: outside Pens- when they're getting killed. Yeah, yeah it's
1: I, subject I, of Bloody
4: I, Christmas. I, I seem to have blocked that from my memory.
1: Oh <gasps> well. Well then you just... need to experience it again. <laughs> I was—I forgot to say. Also, if you are a Patreon supporter, you would have heard this podcast um, at least a few days, if not a week, before everyone else. So that's another incentive. If you can't wait to get your fix, the hysteria continues. Then, um, if you do support us, um, and it helps to keep the show on the air, basically keeps sort of, um, you know, uh, keeps us in various our various vices, but also helps keep the show on the air. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we can finally. Maybe uh, we can get enough
4: money where Eric can get him a PlayStation.
1: Exactly, <gasps> wouldn't you imagine that? It's kind yeah. of little little kind of Eric Cratchit on Christmas I Eve know. sat there eating a potato. <laughs>
3: Boy, it's Christmas Day. Hey, now that's stereotyping. I don't
1: just eat potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, drink, I drink Guinness as well. But you sat there your little your little cap on of your caliper
0: oh. eating mm. a raw potato
1: and a bit of coal. <laughs> Just imagine if you had a PlayStation 4, Eric. We could be friendly. We could be friends. You could. We could team up and battle the evil Jason. Exactly. Or y'all would try to ruin each other. Well, exactly. I might might hunt you down.
4: By the time I actually – I don't really play video games, but I I fear that if I ever – by the time I actually went out and got, like, a PlayStation or something, the game would be, like, so passe. No one would play it. Mm-hmm. And I'd just be playing by myself. I'd be playing with myself.
1: Well, they are supposed to be doing a single player um, option, yeah. which is why I bought it in the first place. I didn't really want to yeah. play. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And then they haven't done I don't done want to. Play. I, don't play I used to do the
4: the um, back in the '90s. I used to do the the Duke Nukem death matches. Those were always fun. So I kind of is it, is it? Does it give you an option to where you can like death match with other people, like chase them down and hunt them
1: down? Well, you you either get to play seven. You, there's seven counselors and there's Jason, and you're randomly everyone. You get you randomly. You're either a counselor or you're Jason. So like every once in seven matches, you're Jason, and then you have to hunt down people as Jason. If, oh, you're, a, okay. if you're a counselor, yeah. then what you have to do is you have to try and get away from Jason. You have to so you have to run in hide, get into cabins and hide um, under beds and stuff. And Jason, I could but... hunt you down.
4: Base, basically, you're playing against someone who is playing. Jason, is, yes. is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah every, every Oh, every... then, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I and might yeah. have to invest in yeah, that.
3: What, yeah, what the objective is, as, as Justin saying, you have to. There's a car that's broken down. And you have to find the components to fix it, or there's a motorboat and you have to find the components to fix that and escape. Or Ooh. you need to you need to find the phone, fix the phone, and call the police, and then well, they will
4: and, come. And in that case, Eric, Nathan, and myself, we we need to invest in like similar um, video game systems as Justin. So we, what we could do is all four of us could play it, and like we could make like a video stream of it, and we can release that as like a Patreon special of us playing this game and comments and screaming at
1: I don't have a, a <laughs> I don't have a the headset system or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But we could, yeah, yeah no, that would that be great. So there you go. That's 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 what we were all wishing for Christmas. Fuck world peace. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, well, thank you for listening to The Hysteria Continues. Um, and I hope you do have a happy, peaceful and slashy Christmas and New Year. Uh, there's plenty to be coming from us for, uh, for next year. Got more uh, commentaries on the horizon, I think. Um, and we should be able to announce some of those soon, hopefully. Uh, so, yeah, we've got lots to look forward to for 2018. So um, say goodbye, say a festive goodbye to the good people. And we're playing out with Carolyn Monroe in The Warrior of Love. So, to Yay! Yeah, yeah. So say goodbye to the good people.
4: Bye, good people.
1: Goodbye. Enjoy the wonderful gift of Carolyn Monroe.
4: Ho, ho, ho and a bottle of car in the background or something. I, I'm so annoyed.
0: <laughs>
2: why? Oi, <Oy
3: Santa, laughs> let's get in, Boy Santa, Justin is a ho. Why you lie, you ho? Why, why
2: you lie, man? Why you lie? Somebody's been drinking and
1: talking yeah you're muffled you're really muffled like you got something big in your mouth uh,
3: let, let me check my audio
1: settings Eric's ruined Christmas yet again how many I years have it. we done this and he's ruined Christmas again I haven't ruined Christmas oh, that's oh better. better that's better
4: what is
2: charades is, um Justin yeah. charades is a game that people play when they imitate things and people have to guess what they
1: are that's uh, charades charades yeah that's charades <laughs> Eric Eric's is Eric blocked the toilet <laughs> no that was me anyway thanks Joseph for feeding me and Nathan all the questions that was great
4: go away motorcycle go on was.
1: Nathan take yeah. your kit off it's a quick 50 Nice to have a, and a nice to have a festive meltdown from Eric. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it was quite quite a meltdown this this hmm. year.